You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We're going to be learning Chidusha Rabbeinu Chaim Halevi. Hilchos Erevin. This is the only piece in these halachas. And in this piece, Rav Chaim's exploring a very common question, which comes up every day, regarding Ben Hashmashos, the intermediate period between sunset and nightfall, which in halacha is considered a suffix. We don't know if it belongs to the day before or the night after. So Rav Chaim wants to know, is there one moment when the day turns into the night, but just we're limited as human beings, so we can't identify that exact moment, and therefore Ben Hashmashos is a suffix because we don't know when at any one moment it has turned into night, or is there no one moment, but that entire period is combined both from day and night, so it's inherently a suffix. It's not a matter of being able to identify the moment, but rather that time period is both day and night intermingled together, and that's what creates the suffix. So Rab Chaim begins with the Rambam who's discussing Eruv Tchumen, when you have to put food in order to establish your domain there. And uh, the Rambam says, Amar kikar chol ulamachar kodesh If someone takes a loaf of bread and they say, today this bread is chol, it's not holy, and uh, tomorrow it's going to become hectish, it's sanctified, and this is my Eruv, Hareza Eruv, that is a kosher Eruv. Because Bein HaShmoshos, which is a suffix, this loaf has not become hectish, and it's fitting to be eaten. So you're able to eat the food, and therefore this counts as an Eru. But in the opposite case, where someone said, that today the loaf is hectish, and tomorrow it's going to be not hectish, it's going to be unsanctified, then then you cannot use that loaf for your Eruv because it's not usable until nightfall, at which time Shabbos has already begun and you did not have an Eruv Tchumen. So the Rambam differentiates between if you say the loaf is Chol today and hectish tomorrow, that works because during the period of Ben Hashmashos, it's not yet hectish, so it's a good Eruv, versus the opposite case where you say today it's hectish and tomorrow it's not hectish. That does not work because during Ben Hashmashos, it's not a usable loaf. Now, this comes from the Gemara in Erevin, Lamed Vav, that Rava asked Rav Nachman these questions and he got these the same answers that the Rambam recorded, Lahalacha. And the explanation too, the Gemara explains that Hayom Cholulmachar Kodesh, when you say today it's going to be Chol and tomorrow Hektish, Misvekalo Nachsale Kedusha, during the suffix of Bena Shmoshos, we don't give it Kedusha, it does not become Hektish. And in the opposite case where you said today it's Hektish and tomorrow it's Chol, there the Gemara says the opposite, Misvekalo Pokale Kedusha Samine, that because of a suffix, the Kedusha does not leave it. So this is exactly the uh, rulings of the Rambam, same halacha, same explanation. 
with one minor addition. The Rambam adds in the case of Hayom Chol Ulamachar Kodesh that the loaf does not become hectish during Bein Hashemashos and that it's fit to be eaten during the day. And that additional explanation was not in the Gemara. The Gemara just said simply that because Bein Hashemashos it does not become hectish. So the moment that Shabbos begins, you have a good Eruv, and that covers you. So why does the Rambam say that, and then add in that not only is it not hectish, but it's also fit to be eaten? Why does the Rambam have to add in that additional component to it? So in order to answer this question, Rab Chaim tries to define what exactly the suffix of Vena Shmoshos is. And he begins with a question based on the Gemara right after the one we just discussed. The Gemara there talks about a case similar to the loaf, which is going to become hectish of vegetables which have not been totally masered. So they're not fit to be eaten at this moment. And this person says that at nightfall, the meister is going to take effect. So if you use those vegetables for your Eruv on Friday afternoon, the Gemara says that it doesn't work because it's not fit food before Shabbos comes. So Amar Rava Zosomeris Sof Hayom Kona Eruv. Rava understands from this that it must be that the end of Friday, the last minute before Shabbos, is when the Eruv takes effect because otherwise the Meiser is going to take effect the first minute of Shabbos. And if the Eruv happens the first minute of Shabbos, then it should be kosher food for the Eruv. So the fact that these vegetables are not eligible for the Eruv means that the Eruv takes effect the last moment of Friday before Shabbos, whereas the Meister only takes effect a moment later when Shabbos is already here. Uh, the Gemara says that Amar of Papa Filutema Tchilas Hayom Kona. Uh, Papa disagrees and says that no, even if the Eruv takes effect the first moment that Shabbos begins, so that's the exact moment when the Meiser is going to take effect, uh, still this would not be a good Eruv because you need food which you're able to eat during Bein HaShemashos, not only the first moment of Shabbos. So there's a special halacha here that you need to be able to eat this food during Friday afternoon. So it says Rab Chaim, from the Machlokas Rava and Rav Papa, whether the first moment of Shabbos or the last moment of Friday is when the Eruv takes effect, we see that there is one second when the Eruv takes effect. This is not a prolonged process which goes on during the whole Ben Hashemashos that the Eruv is slowly taking effect. But there is one second, either the moment right before Shabbos or the first moment of Shabbos. During one of those, it's Machlokas, Rav and Rav Papa, is when the Eruv immediately takes effect. If so, says Rav Chaim, back to our Gemara that we began with, we have a major problem here. The Gemara said that a case of Hayom Chol Ulamachar Kodesh is going to be a good Eruv because during Ben Hashemashos it's not hectish yet. But according to Rav Papa, and this is the way we hold, that the Eruv takes effect the first second of Shabbos, so at that point it immediately becomes hectish, and now you're making an Eruv with a loaf which is hectish. So how can you say that Hayom Chol Ulamachar Kodesh works because during Bein Hashemoshos it was not hectish? It doesn't matter. The moment that Shabbos began, it also became hectish, and that's the moment when the Eruv took effect, and therefore it shouldn't work no matter what. So to answer this, Rab Chaim differentiates between 
two different types of sveikos. First, let's go back to the Gemara we began with in the case of the loaf. When the Gemara says that it's not hekdish bein hashmoshos, says Rab Chaim, it does not mean that because there's a suffake, we act as if this loaf is not hekdish, meaning that in a case of suffake, we don't treat something as if it has become hekdish, but it's all a din suffake. Rab Chaim explains that the actual explanation is that it's a vadai that this loaf is not hectish because the rule of hectish is that if you make it dependent on nightfall, it only takes effect as when it's absolutely definitely night. So that's at nightfall. But the whole time of Benashmashos, which is a suffake, it's not considered hectish whatsoever. So this is a din vadai. It's not a suffake. And when the Rambam says that this loaf is not hektish bein hashmoshos, he means also that it's a vadai that during the time of bein hashmoshos until it's nightfall, it does not become hektish whatsoever. Now, when exactly is Bein Hashmashos during the day? So the Gemara in Shabbos and Daf Lamedalet quotes three different positions. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda holds that Bein Hashmashos extends from sunset so long as the sky on the east is re- a reddish color. Rabbi Nechemia holds that it extends from sunset the amount of time it takes someone to walk a half a mil. And then the Gemara quotes Rabbi Yossi, the third position, Bein Hashmashos Keheref Ayin. Bein Hashmashos is the amount of time, a blink of an eye, a second or two. The night comes in and the day leaves. And no one knows exactly when it happens. So there's two major traditions here. Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia view Ben Hashmashos as an extended period of time, which goes on for a while. And Rabbi Yossi argues that it's just a second or two. Now, Rabbi Chaim says that everyone essentially agrees that Ben Hashmashos is only a second or two. And I'll read his language. Everyone, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Nechemi, Rabbi Yossi, all agree that Bein Hashmoshos is only like the blink of an eye. Ela de Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Nechemia de Sfirale Suffolk Hasheni Shal Bein Hashmoshos Imhu Yom Ohu Laila Uvechol Hazman Hu Suffolk. But Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia have a second Suffolk, which is that throughout the entire period that they talk about after sunset, we don't know when that blink of an eye second that it turns into nightfall is. So there's a double suffix according to those shitas. There's the first suffix which is a moment which is combined both night and day meet in that same second and that only goes on for the blink of an eye. And then there's a secondary suffix which is that for an extended period of time we don't know when that blink of an eye second is going to happen. So it Regarding the question of what exactly is the suffix of Bein Hashmashos, says Rab Chaim that according to Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemia, it's both. There's a split second where it's uh, both day and night meet together, and that's inherently both day and night. And then there's a longer period of time when the suffix is whether or not that moment has occurred or not. And the Rabbi Yossi, the Gemara says that his Bein Hashmashos happens after Rabbi Yehuda's, so he believes that that split second occurs later on after Rabbi Yehuda's time is completed. Now, taking this idea, if we apply it to what Rabbi Chaim just said before, that if you make something hectic at nightfall, 
So it's certainly not hectish during Bein HaShemashos. It has to be Vada'i nightfall for there to be hectish. So Reb Chaim asks, which Bein HaShemashos do we apply that principle to? Is it the entire extended period of Bein HaShemashos when we're not sure whether it's day or night? Or is it only that blink of an eye second or two when it's both day and night? Does the halacha that hectish does not take effect Bein HaShemashos and that it's Vada'i, not Hekdesh, does that apply to the entire extended period of Bein HaShemashos or only the Keheref Ayin second or two when it's both day and night? So Rab Chaim brings an interesting proof. He says that the Rambam in Hilchos Erchen, where you would have expected these halachas to be mentioned, does not mention the special halacha that Bein HaShemashos, Hekdesh, does not take effect. So this proves, says Rab Chaim, that the Rambam held that the halacha does not apply to the entire extended period of Bein HaShemashos. Then he should have mentioned in the laws of Hektish that if you make Hektish at night, it only takes effect at nightfall. But the Rambam holds that the, during the extended period of Bein HaShemashos, it will become Hektish, at least Misafek. So the laws of Hektish are not that different from the rest of Halacha where Bein HaShemashos is a Suffolk, and that's why the Rambam doesn't have to record a special Halacha about Bein HaShemashos in Hilchos Hektish. Uh, what does it mean, therefore, that misafek lo kedusha, that there is no hektish as a vadai? That only refers to the benashmoshos of the heref ayin, the blink of an eye for one or two seconds. So this is Reb Chaim's proof from the Rambam in Helchos Erchin, who does not mention this halacha, that it must only apply to the inherent suffolk, which is heref ayin, not the extended period. The only nafgemina of suffolk hektish in the extended period is only for hilchos erevin, because there you have food, which you have to know whether it became hektish or not, so that's why the Rambam mentioned this whole halacha of hektish during the extended period of Ben Hashmoshos in Hilchos Erevin. And now, based on all this, says Rab Chaim, we can explain why the Rambam had to add to the explanation of the Gemara. The Gemara's explanation that there is absolutely no hektish until it's Vada'i nightfall only accounts for the Keheref Ayin problem. We have an issue that how can you use this loaf for Eruv when the moment that Shabbos begins, it's already going to become hectish that moment. So the answer to that is that during the Keheref Ayin, when it's night and day together, it does not become hectish Vadai until after that. So the Gemara's explanation accounts for that one or two seconds when it's both day and night together. But we still have another problem, which is that the whole extended period of Bein HaShemashos, you can't eat this loaf because you don't know it's a suffix hectish. Right? As Reb Chaim just said, the whole din that it is vada'i, not hektish, until nightfall only applies to that kaharafayin. But it is a suffix hektish during the extended period of Bein HaShemashos. So this is the question the Rambam's coming to answer. How can we say that this is a good Eruv when it was a suffix hektish and it was not able to be eaten the entire time of Bein HaShemashos? So the Rambam's answer to that second question is that no, this is fit to be eaten because even though it's a suffix, we don't know whether it can be eaten now, but up until the actual moment when it becomes night, right that Keheref Ayin, up until then, you technically could eat it. You might not practically be able to eat it because of the suffix, but 
fundamentally you would be able to eat it. So uh, says the Rambam, we took care of both problems. It's not hectish during the moment of Keharif Ayin is the Gemara's reason, because uh, there's no hectish until it's Vada'i nightfall. And it's considered a Suda Haru'uya, because fundamentally it is able to be eaten at some point during that time. We just may not know when. So Reb Chaim's answer as to why the Rambam felt the need to add another element of explanation to the Gemaras is that the Rambam felt that there was another existing problem. The Gemara had only dealt with the issue of that moment of Keharef Ayin, Rabbi Yossi's Bein and that is inherently a suffix, and the Gemara resolved that by saying that Hekdish doesn't occur during an inherent suffix. But there was a lingering problem, according to Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Nechemya, who have a second level of Bein the extended period, which is a suffix as to when that moment comes. So during that time, the Rambam says it is a suffix hectish. So the Gemara's answer is not going to resolve it. So the Rambam added that since it's a suffix hectish, it's considered suda haru'uya, just we don't know when we can eat it. So this is one of Reb Chaim's methods to answer the Rambam, that sometimes the Rambam held there's a remaining question after the Gemara is done discussing it, and the Rambam adds a few words in the Mishnah Torah to answer Answer that lingering problem. This was not uh, a method that became overly popular with Reb Chaim's followers, but Reb Chaim himself does use that approach sometimes. And the central conceptual issue that Reb Chaim's discussing is whether Ben Ashmashos is a suffix because we don't know when the day turns into night, or is it inherently a suffix because it's both day and night? And Rab Chaim's answer is that there's two elements to Ben Ashmashos encompassing both of those types of sveikos. There's a moment or two when Keharef Ayin, day does turn into night, and at that moment it's both day and night. But the longer extended period of Bein Hashmashos is a suffix that we humans don't know when that moment is going to come. And I'll just note that Rab Chaim's grandson, Rav Yosef Dov Salavechik, in Shir Muzeich Abamari, has a shir on this topic, and he develops the idea, unlike his grandfather, that Bein Hashmashos is inherently a suffix, it's both day and night, and it's not just that we don't know when the day turns into night, but it's inherently a combination of both day and night. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.